Welcome to that good sports podcast. I'm Brandon Perna here with William Keys, the ninth. First. The first. Oh, yeah. Well. Long bloodline of uh, evil people in his family, and he wants to carry on that tradition. This is the That's Good Sports podcast. We are on Podbean. We are on iTunes. Go to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating so we can overtake the world as the best Broncos slash NFL podcast. I think we're the only podcast that does the Broncos and the NFL. That has to count for something on the charts. It has to. That, that really does. Uh, so first half about Broncos, second half about the NFL. Today's rundown is this. We're going to talk a little Von Miller, uh, Philip Lindsay, uh, the Broncos-Ravens matchup. Then for NFL shit, uh, I added this in, Will. I don't know if you've seen it, but the New Era Elements hats. Josh oh, Gordon yeah. to the Patriots, Antonio Brown. Uh, Jets versus Browns, that's the team, the Browns, not on Antonio Browns, but I would like to see a, a full team of Antonio Browns. Then we've got our week three picks and our results from our uh, fan duel battle last week where we each tried to set the shittiest lineup on earth. And uh, that's what we'll cover today. That's what I tell you so you know what we're going to talk about. Um, there's an old marketing secret that says, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them. And that's what I started the process of doing today, Will, for football and life. Does that mean we're going to recap everything we talked about after we talk about it, which makes the podcast twice as long? No, well, it's a never-ending cycle. This podcast will never end, actually. Fair. What if we just streamed ourselves talking about this all day, every day? Mm, It'd be like the Truman Show, except um, Except you just can't leave the room. And you can only limit your conversation to football. Mm -hmm. Be a disaster. Yeah, my legs atrophy. I can't walk anymore. Lying in a pool of my own excrement. I mean, what else? What do you do? Bed pans would be necessary. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned Monday, Will, I am still on the injury report, uh, so I, I may have to stand during this podcast, so anybody watching on YouTube, uh, if you get a, a shot of my junk for 10 minutes, that's just how it's going to be. Yeah, I, well, famously, you don't like to wear pants during the show. So. Got, I've got an ice pack on the back, I'm icing up sun, and uh, just fighting through the pain, you know? I wish I, I liked narcotics because I think this would be a great excuse to pump my body full of magical feeling man-made drugs instead of natural stuff like CBD, which I have been using. Um, but uh, that's where I stand on the injury report. How's your body? Does it feel 100% ready to go? I don't think it's been 100% in years, to be honest. Like uh, I think I came out of the womb at like 80%. But yeah. Uh, well, that's yeah, maybe we'll a lot of that one, poor nutrition, right? Right, yeah. No, I, I, I've been eating nothing but uh, Taco Bell for <laughs> six years. There you go. Straight. And yeah. today, before the podcast started, I asked Will if he got a haircut, and he just informed me that he, <laughs> he wasn't wearing a hat today. So that shows, shows how close Will and I know each other. Yeah. You look yeah. different. 
Oh yeah, I don't have a hat on, dipshit. Well, you know what? To be fair, it was a black hat. My hair is a little darkish in the in this lighting, so looks uh, you know Andy. It looks Andy Dalton like to me. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't, <laughs> I don't like what this is doing me. at all. My I hair know. will. Uh, last Christmas, my dad gave me <laughs> some, some some shampoo that uh-huh. gradually dyes your hair, gets rid of gray. Yeah, and, uh, I have refused to use it until yeah, I can tell the comments <laughs> have gotten every comments like your hair's gray. You're getting old and disgusting. So yeah. I start. I I started to use it. Now, how many times do I got to use it before you don't see the the silver fox in my hair? I don't know. And will I keep using it? I don't know. These are things people want to follow, though. Oh, I found I found precisely one gray hair on the side of my head like a week ago and it was terrifying yeah well you're like 12 so that's very worse i'm 12 <laughs> i was born uh in 2006 there you go yep what year were you born 90 1996 oh shit that's that's 12 years after me well hey we make it work all right let's uh i guess we'll talk about football that's why people are here um <laughs> Where are we starting, Will? If we must. Okay, so we've got some Broncos stuff. So Sean O'Hara of the NFL Network and also former player, offensive lineman for the Giants. Uh, he thinks that Vaughn Miller, who has four sacks right now through two games, is going to break Michael Strahan's single-season sack record of 22.5. Like it. Like that think, prediction. Do you think it's going to happen? Do you think it's possible? I think it's plausible, Yes. Will it actually happen? I don't know. Um, Von Miller went – I mean, he's leading the league in sacks right now with four. Yes. Um, he should have five, really. He should. That Todd Davis holding that we never actually Nobody got ever to. saw us. I saw somebody say, like, made us like a snide comment, like, thanks for that, Todd Davis. Like, how do you fucking know if he even helped? We didn't – we never even saw yeah. that. So, lay off of Todd Davis is what I say. Um, you know, it's, it's tough because Miller has four sacks, but then there's, uh, there's guys like on the Cleveland Browns guys named Larry, uh, Ogan Joby, who you've never fucking heard of has three sacks. So, uh, anything's, anything's possible. Do I think he can keep it up? Yes. Because after two games, he looks like the most motivated defensive player the Broncos have. Um, he looks like he is hungry for QB sacks, and that's in a different way than than I'm hungry for QB sacks. Uh, but it's a long season, and to get 22 and a half, I don't know, man. That's a that's a tough record to break. So if I were a betting man, I would bet against it. But as a yeah. Broncos fan, I'm going to root for it very hard. And yes, it's possible, but I don't know. It's a long season. It's tough. I feel like it's tougher for Von Miller than it is for Michael Strahan, even though Von Miller's probably as talented, if not more so, than Michael Strahan. More so. Yeah, I, I would. I would say that's fair. I would but say they do. Fair. He does more than Michael Strahan. Like Michael Strahan was a pure four-three yeah. defensive end that just rushed the passer on passing downs, and Von Miller drops into coverage sometimes, and he he does more, and like he plays the run well. And, yeah. He's not all about getting sacks, even though that's what we know him for. And he gets triple teamed more than I would say anybody. And he gets uh, held a lot too. Yeah, he, 
any part of that Raiders game. He never gets the call. It's bullshit. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Donald Penn was strangling him like fucking Homer Simpson with with Bart, <laughs> and the referee is just turned an absolute blind eye to it the whole game. Yeah, that's like uh, just another reason defenses get fucked by the NFL. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think you're right. Strahan just got to be the guy who goes after the quarterback, and Bradley Chubb. I, I think has been playing well. And I think if the, the pass rush becomes more dangerous on that other side, and if they start putting Shaq Barrett in more with Von Miller as well, like then that could, that could really change things And Von Miller. I think he credited Derek Wolf uh, with, you know, his ability to get sacks. So if, you know, Derek Wolf uh, continues to, you know, play well or becomes more, of a, a threat in terms of pressure then yeah um, also Shelby Harris could affect that too um, interior pressure like if you push that quarterback to you know Von Miller's side he's going to be dead that quarterback mm-hmm. will die yes no he will <laughs> um, uh, but I, I think the one thing uh, you know the Seahawks game like the Seahawks line is terrible yes um, that's why Miller got those three sacks Raiders a lot better line he could have had two so I think I don't. I would have to look at uh, the the talent level he's going to play against for the remainder of the season as well. Because I don't. Yeah. You know, but I mean the the Ravens have a pretty strong offensive line, or at least they have a few good pieces like Marshall Yonda, although he's a guard, and Ronnie Stanley's pretty good. I don't really know about their right tackle situation, although I assume it's okay. Uh, just because if it wasn't, Joe Flacco would, you know. He, he he wouldn't be doing shit through the first two weeks uh, because he's not very good. Yeah, but, I don't think their line is that great. I think their weak point too, like uh, the right tackle James Hurst. I don't think he's that good. So yeah, he doesn't sound like someone I've heard of. So you ever heard of James Hurst? Mm? I have now. Okay, yeah. So I mean, in this game, I think Von Miller can can get another, you know, at least two sacks. I think he could get. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, it, yeah, his his highest season total came in 2012 when he was a um, second year player with 18 and a half, and that's when he had Elvis Doomerville on the other side. Um, so I think honestly, like Doomerville that year was probably better than any year that they got of Demarcus Ware, just because Ware was kind of on the back end, and Doomerville was still kind of in his prime. Yeah, Ware had back end problems too, like me. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how the fuck he played through lower back injuries. That's insane. I can't even – I can barely edit these stupid podcasts and videos I do. Yeah, well, you're a hero. I'll just say it. I'll, I don't have any problem saying it. You're a hero. Every five minutes, I'm going to remind people that I'm in pain. That yeah, is just, my plan. Just stand up and turn around. And <laughs> don't even say anything. Okay, so speaking of records as well, Broncos records – Terrell Davis thinks that Philip Lindsay, who has played all of two games in the NFL, uh, can break Terrell Davis's own Broncos rushing record, which is 7,607 yards. Uh, I think Philip Lindsay has about 180 rushing yards right now. So, so not too far to go. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a little ground to, to make up. Um, but do you think this one is possible? And also, what do you think is more likely – Miller breaking 22.5 or Phil Lindsay breaking TD's record? Uh, I think Miller breaking the, the single sack 
season record because you only need one season to do it. Uh, I do. Oh man. I would love to see Philip Lindsay do that. Uh, but so many things have to happen for that to work out one. And I think the biggest concern for uh, a smaller back like Philip Lindsay is health. Um, uh, through it's got to, you know, he's got to be healthy for like five or six seasons in Denver. He's got to get through a rookie contract too. There's no guarantee he's going to get signed by the time he's done it, it, like to a longer deal in Denver. Um, and then you need good offensive play from your quarterback. Your line's got to hold up like Terrell Davis played with, the best Broncos offensive line in Broncos history while he was the best running back in Broncos history too. So um, Mm -hmm. that's a record I would love to see, but I think that's far more unlikely than Von Miller being able to get 22 and a half sacks in a single season. Um, And I was just watching uh, NFL Network's Broncos Ravens review, which is a whole two minutes long uh, minus like a 20 second intro. So you get like 30 seconds from, uh, I think Sean O'Hara and, um, uh, well, God damn it. Former Ravens coach. Oh, Brian Billick. B- Billick. Yeah. 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 Um, I wonder who he thinks is going to win. Um, yeah, no shit. Uh, and they showed the, this picture or this uh, video clip of Philip Lindsay running and he bounced this run outside. Great run moved the ball to his right hand to put it on the outside shoulder. And I didn't notice this, but he almost fucking fumbled the ball when uh, he was trying to switch hands. Cause like, Oh cool. I can talk about him doing all the little things. Right. And I was like, Oh shit, he almost fumbled there. So <laughs> I won't talk about that. But what I noticed, I think uh, the thing Philip Lindsay has is great vision and all, all really good running backs do. And just watching some of the different angles and in, in his runs is like, he sees where the hole is going to be and he gets there. And I think right now, the one thing he's doing better than like Royce Freeman is seeing where the, the play is going to develop and then putting his body in that place. And that's Terrell Davis, like for, you know, the physical gifts, cause he wasn't the most gifted runner. He wasn't the fastest. He wasn't the strongest, but I felt like he had the best vision mm-hmm. and, knew especially with that 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 style of blocking and the one cutback he just knew exactly when and how to do it so uh that's kind of what I'm starting to notice with Lindsay that was a very long-winded answer sorry Will you have said nothing about it yeah and I'm going no I'm just kidding uh (laughs) no I think the only way this happens is if he gets a couple of contracts with the Broncos and (laughs) which I, I it's honestly possible because if they give him like 10 to 15 carries uh, per game and they don't get too much wear and tear on him and say he plays for the Broncos for like nine years I think you can grind out you know 7,600 yards more or nine less. Nine years for a running back too. <laughs> I mean well it's like it's not that crazy though because if you think about like Darren Sproles like how long has Darren Sproles right. been playing? Like 12, 13 years? It, yeah. it, it happens it's just like guys no, who get beat to the ground are going to play long but I don't think they're going to I don't think Phil Lindsay is going to be like a 300 carry guy just no. because they have Freeman now and that's just not their style. But I think that's if you like, point. yeah, if you let him, you know, play long enough, I think he can do it. Like the Broncos for such a good running team over the years, like their, their rushing records, pretty low 7,607. Yeah. 
because they got that yeah basically like four four full seasons and then parts of like three others which it's, yeah. it's not a ton. Well, they were, yeah, I mean, they just like recycled through backs for so long. Yeah. Um, you know, in the 2000s after Terrell Davis, like if you look at the ru- starting running back for the Broncos, it's like a, it's a long list. Mm-hmm. Mike Anderson, Alandis, Gary, uh, uh, Ruben Drones was in there, Clinton Portis. You had all these guys coming in and out. And then they trade Portis for Champ Bailey. So, yeah. This, this would be Portis's rushing record if he had never gotten traded, but. Yeah, that you know, can't can't really argue with that with that uh, exchange with Chad no. Bailey. No, got the but, good side of that. Uh, I think uh, Philip Lindsay can have a big game against the Ravens too, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the la- yeah. the the third thing, um, let's see here. Uh, third thing you had was Bradley Chubb. Uh, we yes. started to talk about him, but uh, what's uh, what's with the Chubb? here's the chub uh bradley chubb is actually pro football focus's fifth highest graded rookie through two weeks which is a little surprising i think to to some people just that he's been that good uh, but they've got him rated 76.6 which is officially a good rating from pff it's, it's in That's the green it. yeah it's green it's not yellow uh, it's not red, red or orange it's not blue like von miller Right. Or turquoise like uh, Shelby Harris, but it's green. Okay. Um, so I've got a question for you. <laughs> okay. Shut up, Brandon. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's green. It's, it's in the green. We zone. get how colors um, work, you fucking idiot. <laughs> please list the colors in the rainbow right now. <laughs> in order. Um, I realize you've probably already seen this, but uh, I was going to ask you who do you think are the players rated at, ahead of him? If you haven't oh, seen it already. I did see it, but I kind of forgot. Okay, well, don't look at it now. <laughs> uh, but now I want to because I just – I want to be right. I've always had a fear of being wrong. Uh-huh. Let's see, rookies rated ahead of him? Yeah. Pretty... Now, I, I want to say Denzel Ward for the Browns, but he's not. No. But he's played well. Sure uh, has. Um, I'll give you, okay, I'll give you the position. Okay. And then I'll, I'll see. Give me the can... position. Okay. Um, I, I might even give you a team, too, or like a division. Okay, so we've got a <laughs> uh, guard from the from oh. a New York. Oh, team. yeah, Will Hernandez. Will Hernandez. Yes. Who uh, I think is outplaying Saquon Barkley, even. He probably is. Um, unfortunately, he's the only offensive lineman on that team outplaying Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I guess it might be a good thing that uh, – who is the, the tackle from New England over there? God damn it. Solder. Solder, yeah. Good yeah. thing – maybe that's a good thing the Broncos didn't grab Solder like we all wanted. Yeah, I'll take Garrett Bowles over him any day right now. So, okay, we got Hernandez, yeah. guard. You're not going to get this one. It's Gennard Avery from – Oh, the- I would have gotten that. <laughs> and it's, it's Gennard Avery is it Gennard? the Bengals. Wait. Or Browns. Browns. Sorry, Browns. Yeah, that's what I said. The Browns. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I talked about him yesterday. Uh, sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> I talked about Larry Ogunjobi from the Browns. Yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, but I guess I didn't know he was a rookie. Uh, I thought he was like a second-year player. 
But yeah, the Browns' defensive line now is going – the Browns' defensive line is oh. going to be very good. It's for real. Next no, Miles, year – Miles Garrett makes like, all those players a lot better. Yeah, I think next year people will be talking about the Browns' line as, like, one of the best in the, the league. Yep. Oh, yeah, you're going to get this one. Um, okay. Safety from the AFC West. Oh, uh, Derwin James. Yeah. Isn't he I'm, number one? He's two right now. Two. Um, okay. I am still upset that he fell to the Chargers because uh, he's a really good player and he's going to be for a long time. Uh, but number one Way to is, pass on that one, John Gruden. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, number one had 18 tackles for the Colts last week. He's oh, a linebacker. shit. I don't know. Darius get- Leonard. A second Darius rounder. Leonard, wow. Yeah. That's a lot of tackles. 18 tackles in his second game is for real. That is uh, – I would call that a big dick player. Yes. He was very good. Um, so, yeah, Bradley Chubb is five out of those guys, which I don't know. Uh, just watching the game, like you, we, I don't feel like we've seen a ton out of out of him through the two <laughs> weeks, except for like the, the half sack. Yeah, well, I think – I think he's doing, like, the other things well. Like, he's being a well-rounded defensive end, edge rusher, whatever the fuck you want to call his position. Uh, But I think everybody expected him to go in there and be, like, gain his notoriety from sacking the quarterback, you know, Mm -hmm. three times in a game. That's not happening yet. But uh, I guess he's doing well against the run and, you know, maybe covering – when he has to, I think it's like some of that shit you don't notice unless you go back and do film review. I'm just a fan doing my all 22 film review. Let me tell you what I see there. Um, I literally can't have an opinion on the game until I watch the all 22. Yeah. I can't tell you if a player is good or not. No, he's I mean, he might be good. I just have to check the all 22. I'll check the all 22, you know, uh, watching the, the game, the camera angles, you don't know anything know. about football. Like, you don't see shit. I'll look at it the way the coaches look at it, even though I've never been trained on anything about football. Nor have I played it, mind you. But I do have a Game Pass subscription. <laughs> I've watched the all 22 like for five minutes. It is exceptionally boring. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's really fucking boring. You don't know what you're looking for. Oh yeah. It's like, uh, it's like going to an art museum and having no uh, appreciation for art history and not understanding why any of these paintings are special for their time or knowing any of the artists. You're just like, yeah, Looks like uh, something I could buy at Bed Bath & Beyond, honestly, for a lot cheaper. Yeah, it's like, oh, this Jackson Pollock guy sounds like a real tool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you could argue that even when he was famous, but uh, we'll we'll do art art critiques in a new podcast launching Sunday. Mm -hmm. Oh, I do have an announcement. This Saturday, uh, Jake Shapiro is going to be posting uh, Rockies podcast here and uh, we're gonna try to give that a little test run some rock people been asking for like i don't watch baseball so why the fuck would i talk about the rockies but jake shapiro covers the rockies like a real reporter and uh we're gonna we're gonna give that a little test yeah well he picked <laughs> uh 
picked quite the exciting time to talk about the Rockies. They just lost three games to the Dodgers and exactly. fell out of first place. So anytime I think about the Rockies, they lose, and that's why I just stay away. Yeah, keep them, please, keep them off your lips, sir. I will. Anyway, Bradley Chubb, apparently pretty good. Um, yeah, we'll Bradley, see. But he's, I think he's he gonna get a, a lot better. He can yes. get a sack on Joe Flacco. Anyway, we've got to get to this. Broncos at Ravens. Uh, who's winning? We've both picked the Broncos throughout, through the uh, first two weeks. Is that changing? We've been week? correct so far as well. Sure um, I'm diving into this game today, so I don't have a fully formed opinion. Um, but I do think the Broncos can win this game, even though there's like a lot of the, uh, the little things stacked against them, which I think we touched on in the Monday recap. They're on the road, first road game. It's an early game for them as well. Those yeah. things concern you a little bit. Jared Valdir in concussion protocol. Don't know if he's going to clear it or if he'll play. So right tackle may be a bit of an issue. But the reasons I think Denver might win this game, uh, Ravens are banged up too. C.J. Mosley, I think, most likely is not playing with a knee bone bruise. And then um, their defensive linemen uh, – God damn it. I'm so bad at players' names. Um, let me see if I can help you. I know it. I know it. Uh, Michael Pierce, their best oh, okay. defensive lineman, yeah. Michael Would Pierce. Uh, also on the injury report, if he doesn't play – if Mosley's out and Michael Pierce is out, I think the Broncos' uh, running backs and offensive line have a huge advantage – against that, that Ravens front seven. The strength of the Ravens defense, even when those guys are healthy, is their secondary. Uh, but they, like the Broncos, they had six sacks week one uh, against the Bills. The Broncos had it against Seattle, who gave up five and a half sacks to the Bears. So uh, week two, Ravens zero sacks against Cincinnati. They've had 10 days to rest, though, so they have that in their favor. Um, so, like, I don't know how good the Ravens' pass rush actually is, and two of their key uh, defenders may be out. And the Broncos are running the ball well, and their offensive line's playing well. So if the Broncos do win, I think it's going to be for those two reasons. They're gonna, they, they need to run the ball 30 times at least yes. again, like they did week one. Um, that's what I like. The Broncos' secondary, even though the, Raider, or the Ravens' like, receiving core is not like this elite group, of receivers I think it's just like smart solid veterans there Crabtree Willie Sneed uh, if Joe Flacco has time to throw the ball that's my concern is the Ravens can beat the Broncos through the air because the, the Ravens rushing attack isn't that good either so those uh that's why I think the Broncos can win I don't know what what are what are you looking at Will um so do you know if Jimmy Smith is playing in this game is he still suspended, or was it only two weeks? I think it's a four-game suspension. Okay, that helps because – Or wait, was it two? Ew. Let me look yeah. it up while you talk about it. Okay. Well, what I was thinking was Eric Weddle looked really, really bad against the Bengals, and if they can get Demarius Thomas going down the field because he only had 18 yards against the Raiders and that – that was a big reason why their offense was stalling because if he drops and he just wasn't getting very much separation at all, I think that would help. 
Uh, Jimmy Smith is typically pretty good against the Broncos. Um, He's so is Eric Weddle. Four games. Smith is okay. four games. That helps. You know, I was gonna take I was gonna take the Ravens because you know, strictly because it's an East Coast game. Um, it's an early start. Uh, people don't like to talk about it, but it's an early year start for me. It's actually 10 a.m. Um, so, you know, I have to get up early to watch this. Um, Dude, I hate I hated that when I lived in California. That and the game started at 10 a.m. Like, I get up early now because uh, I work really hard for a living, Will. But um, yes. when I lived in L.A., like, I would literally – have to set my alarm for like 9.55 and I would wake up and just roll over and turn on the fucking TV and football would be on. And I like a little buffer before my games start. I think everybody does, yeah. So I feel you're paid is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for empathizing with, um, you know, it's tough sometimes, but yeah. we'll get through it. We'll get through I'm just, it. I'm empathizing with you now so I can shit on you later. Mm. A fantastic strategy. That's how anyway. my dad raised me. <laughs> I thought just kidding. I was going to take the Ravens. I thought I was going to take the Ravens, uh, just because I was thinking about last year that Bills Broncos game, week three, East Coast. Yeah, week three, their first road game, first East Coast trip, uh, ten a.m. start that time or eleven for people in Mountain Time. Uh, but the the Broncos actually probably should have won that game too. Yeah, not for that stupid Von Miller unsportsmanlike oh. penalty where he did the little whoops gotcha, gotcha what a, talk about that i said last week uh, uh chargers safety or corner he got unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for doing this to Jesus. the going bye-bye to the the receiver <laughs> and i said that was the lamest one in history but von miller's that was right up there with it also with like the impact that had on that game was oh. egregious it was that yeah how do you make that call if you're a ref it's like fuck that guy dude the, the unsportsmanlike conduct penalties for players talking trash to each other is the dumbest besides yeah. the the new roughing the passer rule it's like these are grown men and you're gonna you're gonna cost a, a team 15 yards for that shit it's stupid yeah like there are some that should get called like if you just like headbutt a guy or like do something like that or like yeah if you hurt stuff. somebody <laughs> yeah if you hurt their feelings though or like i could see like if you just like hit someone like really hard and they're on the ground like you get in their face and like taunt them while they're like half unconscious i could yeah, see and most that players don't do that usually players yeah. like when some when they see somebody's hurt they kind of know yeah um, that's kind of yeah it's kind of like a relic of the past now yeah uh, but it used to happen a lot but yeah just like stuff like that like like the little like taunting thing or like Von Miller's fake handshake. Like, give me a break, dude. It's not worth 15 yards. It's not worth swinging the game. Anyway, all that being said, I'm taking the Broncos. Nice. Yeah. I'm kind of leaning that way. Uh, I guess I can tease people and say, watch my prediction episode, but I'm leaning towards the Broncos right now. Case Keenum's on the injury report with the knee thing. Yep. Uh, That came out of nowhere. I don't think it's serious, but I guess, I should see what happens there. Uh, Broncos corners need to play better outside of Chris Harris Jr. They do. Uh, Adam Jones played good week one. I think Jones is on the injury report, but Jones has been – he wasn't good last week. Um, Roby wasn't good. Tremaine Brock wasn't good. 
Like that's that's what really concerns me, especially against a team that has the, those veteran receivers, like I said, and Flacco, who maybe had the best game of his entire fucking life against the Broncos in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like there's a history there. But I'm leaning towards the Broncos now, and uh, that may change by the end of the day. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so we're let's say for the purposes of this show, we're both on the Broncos. That's correct. Um, we'll do our full picks uh, at the end of this episode. Um, but anything else you have from this game that you want to talk about, or should we get into the yeah. NFL? Let's transition to the NFL. Okay, so we're, tra- uh, we're transitioning. They wiping the screen away. All right, so you want to talk about these new era element hats, which I have seen, and they're mostly terrible, <laughs> especially yeah. the Broncos one. The Broncos one is ass. Yeah. It's so bad. The, the concept for these hats, uh, if you haven't seen them, is like they basically use half of the logo on the hat against like uh, the, the team's main color as the background. So the, But the Broncos logo, they just left the mane of its yeah. – the Broncos hair. So it's just like three little orange waves with a tiny little orange oh, the eyeball. eyeball. Yeah. And it's, it's like it's no it's like it's no logo. And it's basically just a lazy fucking design. I feel like they said, you know what? We can get away with doing half the work on these hats and pitching it as a cool new new thing. Now the hats work for some teams. Yeah, there's some that are nice. Uh, but, like, the Cardinals logo just looks like a fucking cartoon. Uh, the Ravens logo doesn't even really look like the Ravens logo. Uh, just look up the new era elements hats, and if you buy one, you're a sucker. Is all That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I don't anticipate that I'm going to ever see the Broncos hat being worn in public. Like, yeah. why, why would you buy a Broncos hat that's just three wavy yeah. pieces of an orange mane? Nobody's ever looked at the Broncos logo and been like, you know, the coolest part of that logo, that Broncos mane. Yeah, uh, I just like the hair. I'm sorry, I, I don't like want the actual horse hair. Anyway, yeah. that's all we we need to discuss. I just wanted to point out how stupid they are. Ass. The Texans one's okay. That's all I'll say about it. Yeah, like I said, it works for some logos, but uh, they needed to rethink about half of their designs. Yeah, maybe even more. Um, so the big news out of this week, and you already talked about it in your video, but Josh Gordon signed with the Patriots. Uh, awesome. Cool. Everything's great. Um, it's fucking terrible. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think he's going to have a, uh, you think he'll be an impact this week? Uh, this week? I don't know. Um, I could see, I could see anything happening just because, so I'm trying what I'm trying to tell myself is just to like get myself through the day. I'm telling myself that Josh Gordon is a deep threat who only runs deep, doesn't do much else, and Tom Brady doesn't throw deep. He doesn't have a very good arm, and he just basically throws crossing routes and checkdowns, and that's all he does. So I, I'm, I've convinced myself that he's going to be a non-factor. I hope Although you're right. He'll probably, he'll probably have like 10 touchdowns this year. I think uh, I think we'll find out how smart of a NFL receiver Josh Gordon is based on how quickly he has success in that offense. Because from what I know about like the Patriots' offense is it's uh, it's hard to pick up for receivers. Like you have to understand a lot of concepts and know what 
Tom Brady's going to do based on certain defenses as opposed to like just knowing you're going to run a certain route on this play. Like you got to know you're running this route at this depth based on what the defense is doing. So it takes like a, a savvy receiver, I think, to pick up that offense quickly. And I think even for like a, your average good receiver, it takes some time to pick up how they, they run that. So if he has success, I don't think it's going to be this week. Uh, I'm not saying I think Josh Gordon is a dumb or smart receiver. I, I think we're just going to find out like where his football IQ is. And based on him being in and out of the league for the last couple of years, I'm not putting a lot of stock in that. But again, based on his athleticism, if he gets open and Brady just chucks him the ball, which is not how that offense works, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe he Randy Mosses it and Tom Brady – I think Tom Brady does throw it deep, just not a lot. He goes like deep like once or twice a game, and he usually yeah, connects because the guy's like, like open by like 10 yards. Not like so, deep like we think about like Josh Allen like loading up and No, he's not throwing crazy. 60 yard bombs, but he's yeah. throwing like 30 or 40 yard, you know, downfield passes two or three times a game. But uh Yeah. I don't think he'll do a lot this weekend, but maybe the you know, after a week or two in the system. But uh yep. yeah, he also just doesn't seem like <laughs> I mean, I'm not breaking new ground here, but uh he seems like a weird fit for the Patriots organization. Yeah, well, they take a chance. They take chances on. I mean, they Chad do. O- yeah, Chad Ochocinco, like, well, he, he did, was yeah. a very good receiver. He didn't work there. Um, who? Randy uh, Moss, I guess you could say. Randy Moss worked. Uh, Ainsworth did not. Who was the 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 drunk from Arizona? They brought in um, they, Michael Floyd. Michael Floyd, like they'll they'll didn't kick the dirt on. They'll kick the tires on some guys. Yeah, uh, they will. I don't, I don't think any of them have the problems that Josh Gordon does, though. Yeah, I think the Browns could have gotten the same thing from a different team for Josh Gordon. I don't know why they would trade him to the Patriots. Yeah, yeah what the fuck? Like, first of all, uh, nice, nice going, Browns. Like you said, oh, we're going to trade him out of the conference. Oh, first team to call, the New England Patriots. Uh, yeah, we'll give you Josh Gordon. Uh, potentially an all-pro wide receiver for – here's a fifth-round pick. Yeah. It was reported 10 teams called the Browns about him. God so They couldn't have offered a little bit more? Like, I don't know. It just seems stupid. I hope it doesn't work out for the Patriots' sake. For Josh Gordon, I hope it does. But uh, – so I'm kind of torn I, there. I hope they – I hope Josh Gordon gets released immediately after the first week signs with a different team like the Jaguars the Jags or the 49ers or 49ers are likable yeah 49ers would be good even the Cowboys I actually yeah I don't know if I think the Cowboys would be a great fit for him uh and for his problems because that's a uh, that's a franchise that has struggled historically with substance abuse just as a whole uh, especially with wide receivers not going to name any names um I didn't hear that. Um, yeah, I want to see him do well, which makes it all the more tragic that he's in New England. Yeah. Uh, Dallas it would sucks. take him for sure. I mean, if they took fucking uh, uh, Greg Hardy. Yeah. Real piece of shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, Gordon's only crime is hurting himself. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah, like we should point out, Josh Gordon uh, has never been – 
uh, like a menace to society no, he has or anybody issues. himself. And, you yeah. know, did you watch that, uh, like, documentary about him? No. It's, uh, I forget who put it out. I want to say SB Nation, but it's not. It's some thing, but watch it. Like, it's a, it's a really good background on his, like, college coaches enabling yeah. him with uh, uh, allowing him to feed his substance problem. And it just, you know, turning into something that becomes unmanageable. Yeah, so I know. I have sympathy for people yeah. going through that, uh, those sort of things. But, like, Josh Gordon's, it's it's substance abuse, addiction issues, and I think it's also a lot of uh, ment- mental health. Not, not like, I, I want to be careful the way I say it, but I think it's a psychologic, psychological in, like, whether or not he really wants to play football, like him having a hard time figuring out what he wants to do with his life on top of that stuff, that it's, it's a, a more complex problem than just somebody having like a, yeah. a, a weed addiction or alcohol right. addiction. That's kind of what people have been saying. It's just like he just, like he just smokes too much weed. And that's not true because he would um, – obviously the NFL uh, takes exception to that kind of stuff, but uh, that's not all it's been. Yeah, it's like pills and he's been drinking since like middle school. He said he said he played drunk for like, yeah, until he got to the NFL, basically. I don't know about drunk, but he drank before every game, Mm -hmm. which is pretty incredible. (laughs) Thinking about how good he was. Right. uh, After tossing a few back, but it's, it's wild. It's, I, I hope it works out for his sake. Um, Although, like I said, um, why did it have to be the fucking Patriots? <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what's interesting, and I talked about it a little bit, but, like, the Patriots, it's either going to be perfect because they have, like, a tough love sort of mentality, like, yeah. or that's going to be the worst fit for him. You know what I mean? And it's it, it'll go one way or the other, but it's, like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And you never know with those types of personalities, like, what – what kind of environment is actually going to be nurturing for him? So we'll see. But that's enough about Josh Gordon. That's old news. Antonio Brown didn't show up uh, for the Steelers on Monday. They said it was unrelated to his tweet saying, trade me to a former PR guy who was talking shit to Brown on Twitter all day, Uh, which is really fucking weird. Like, could you imagine like Patrick Smythe, next year if he didn't work for the Browns just talking shit about Emmanuel Sanders or Demarius Thomas Absolutely not. I could picture D-Mac doing that but not Patrick Smythe and D-Mac's just a media guy he's not a PR person for the yeah. organization so it's a weird situation I think the Steelers have a lot of uh, drama happening over there yeah. they've got Antonio Brown's a diva I mean there's no getting around that mm-hmm. uh, Le'Veon Bell not being there. Their defense is horrible. That's the real problem with the Steelers is their defense fucking sucks. And um, who are they playing this weekend? Um, they're playing the – shit. Let me scroll down really quick. They are playing the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay. Yeah. So I picked up Ryan Fitzpatrick in my fantasy because he's, he's going to have another Perfect. good game because the Steelers' defense – sucks very bad the Fitz magic train is happening for three weeks at least um 
But, uh, yeah, I think Pittsburgh, they have a good chance to finish third in that division. And mm-hmm. you could argue the Browns could top them this season. It could happen. It but could there's, happen. there's no denying there's incredible offensive talent. But in their, both of their games, they've given up more than 30 points. I think if the defense was good, like Antonio Brown can do or say whatever the fuck he wants. Because on Sundays, that guy plays. You know what I mean? He's not one of those guys who says shit and then doesn't show up. Like, he's there every Sunday. He's catching like 10 balls for 100 yards. They have Juju Smith-Schuster, which only makes Antonio Brown better. So I'm not worried about the Brown stuff. I think Le'Veon Bell's shit may affect the team more, but even now with James uh, Conner, like, offensively, they don't have to worry about anything. They need to find a a way to stop other teams from scoring 30 points, and they're going to get a big dick dose of Ryan Fitzpatrick down their throats this week. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, the Buccaneers seem to have, like, the, the Steelers' number. They've beaten them, like, I want to say, like, twice in a row because they only play, like, every four years. But for some reason, it's, like, one of those teams uh, that just completely has their number. So we'll see if it happens again. Um, I'm riding the Fitzmagic train. Uh, there, are no break- there are no breaks on the Fitzmagic train. I'll just say that. No. It, what you, it's going forever. What did you think of Minka Fitzpatrick trademarking Fitzmagic? Did you see that? Terrible move. I, I hated it. Um, Such just, disrespect for the nickname, Minka. Who the fuck are you? Nobody call, Nobody in the NFL calls you calls you Fitzmagic, even if that's what you've been called your whole life. And to trademark that from un, right underneath Brian Fitzpatrick's nose? Lack disgusting. of respect. It's a lack it, of respect yeah. of what, what hurts the most. Minka Fitzpatrick, he went to Alabama – Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'll just say this. I don't know if you've heard. He went to Harvard, okay? Uh, have some respect for the have Ivy League schools. Respect. Have some respect. You know, if it comes out that Minka called Ryan Fitzpatrick and asked his permission to do it, then I <laughs> like will – Like Philip Lindsay and Terrell Davis. <laughs> then I will back off. No Dude, I guess – like I made a joke about it on Twitter, and somebody said uh, Twitter users were harassing Minka Fitzpatrick's mom about it. <laughs> Maybe a little bit far. Yeah, no, that's way too far. Like, I didn't even at Minka Fitzpatrick. Like, I just made a joke about it being so disrespectful. Uh, like, honestly, who gives a fuck? But it's just, like, a funny thing. I bet, yeah, I bet Darren Ravel is all over that story. He loves trademarks. Does he? Oh, yeah. he He's so horny for trademarks. <laughs> um, I think anyway, he's yeah. Lot, like a trademark. Antonio Brown was I guess complaining about like his targets, even though he's been the most targeted receiver in the NFL, I think through two weeks. That's what every receiver does in all time NFL history. Like what else, what more do you want, dude? Like it's, it's the defense, like tell your defense to tighten up or you guys, you guys are not going to get any better. Um, Anyway, if you're, if your number one receiver isn't bitching about getting targets, then he's not a number one receiver anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. But, like, I don't – I feel like there are plenty of good number one receivers that just kind of went about their business. And I don't think, like, Antonio Brown's, like, a detriment or anything. (laughs) I want to be, like, an old-school football guy, but, like, Rod Smith. Like, he never never complained openly. Yeah, that's because he was undrafted, man. He was – he – Okay, well, Demarius Thomas has never complained either. 
Yeah, and look what happened to him. <laughs> he can't even make a fucking clutch catch when it matters. Fair. Although he did get he did get that defense or the offense going on the sideline. If you oh, saw he that clip, fired him up, and then he dropped that pass, which that's kind of hard. To here's who would you say are the top two receivers in the NFL? Ooh, uh, I'd take Antonio Brown and probably DeAndre Hopkins. Wrong. Number one receiver in the NFL is Michael Thomas. Wow. Oh, through the first two. Oh, statistically? No, just like anybody's discussion, he should be number one. Uh, Oh, yeah, he's pretty good. Stats back that up, but his catch rate in targets right now is 90%. That's pretty good. Which those other guys are like at 55%. Like Julio Jones, I would have to see what Antonio Browns is, but uh, the dude – the dude is – he is going to be – by the end of this season, he will be, I think, everybody's number one. Like, they'll be like, that guy's number one receiver in the NFL. So, there's going to be a little bit of changing in the guard because I think DeAndre Hopkins is kind of the smart answer for people who pay attention to football because he's like the guy who like does everything well. Most people, I think, say Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. But Michael Thomas, he's going to finish this season. Everybody be like, that guy, legit number one. That's my – prediction okay i like it i like it he's got drew Brees, so kind of helps you need to fire helps to have a hall of fame quarterback he uh, fumbled last week too but he didn't drop ooh. much oh he fumbled against the broncos too didn't he like two years ago michael thomas maybe yeah i think so that was his um, rookie season right <clears throat> yes it was all right so we got jets and browns tonight we sure do yes we'll uh, talk jets about browns. it a few seconds darnold v tyrod taylor uh, do you think the Jets rebound and go to two and one, or the Browns get their first win since 2016 and improve to one, one, and also one? Yes, you're taking both. the Browns. No, I picked the okay. Jets. I picked the Jets, uh, but that's because my prediction episodes on Thursday I talk about the betting lines, and I have been very good at being wrong. So I'm trying to sort of keep with that theme uh, to show people what not to bet on. Good. The the Browns are three-point favorites. I picked the Jets, though, because um, I don't know why I picked them, honestly. like I think both of these teams are okay. I think the Browns have the be- uh, better defense. I think they can give Sam Darnold some real problems tonight. But I also think the Jets can run the ball down the Browns' throats. Uh, they did it week yeah. one against the Lions. They didn't do it last week against the Dolphins because they got down by 20 points, so they went away from the run. But I think young quarterback, run the ball. I think uh, they can do that against Cleveland. And also, I just don't like Cleveland's offense, man. Like, they just haven't been good. They had to cut a kicker. There's all those unpredictable things. The defense can win this game for Cleveland. They are at home on a short week, which is a huge – like a huge – advantage for the home team on Thursday night games. I just wish that Baker Mayfield was playing in this game because then I think it would be a very interesting game to watch. You would have a great storyline in Darnold versus Mayfield, uh, two teams who I think over the next couple years will turn into decent teams. But uh, I picked the Jets, even though I think the Browns will probably win. 
I want to see the Browns win. I really do. Um, but I'm taking the Jets as well. I think Darnold is an up is a better quarterback right now than Tyrod Taylor is. I think Tyrod Taylor, outside of like the last two minutes of the first two games, has been really, really bad. Yeah. And I think I think they're gonna be going to Baker Mayfield probably sooner than later. Um, I think if they lose tonight, I think you could see a change within the next week or two. Um, but, yeah, I think the Jets, like you said, they can run the ball well enough to keep Sam Darnold out of third and long, which would be a, a, a big uh, problem with Miles Garrett, obviously, and the guys we talked about. Ogan Joby, um, I want to hear that name called a couple times. Ogan Joby. Uh, Gennard Avery, uh, everybody knows him. I do. PFS third highest rated rookie. Um, so yeah, they, they've got a lot of pass rushers to work with, and it, here's run the ball and get into favorable situations. The Jets will be okay. Here's how bad the Browns' offense is. Okay, they have played against the Steelers and the Saints, right? Right. And everybody else who's played against those teams has thrown for like uh, 400 yards. Ten touchdowns. Six touchdowns. So, like, Patrick Mahomes against the Steelers, six touchdowns, 350 yards. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick against the Saints, four touchdowns, 400-plus yards. Tyrod Taylor, one TD, one interception, like a buck 50, like 200 yards. So, uh, the Jets' defense, I think, is better than both Pittsburgh's and uh, New Orleans'. So I don't expect the Browns' offense to be better in this game at all. And I guess that was the, my thinking for, for picking the Jets when I kind of remember what I said yep. yesterday, which is a fucking challenge for me every week. Some, yeah, also some really good young players on the Jets' defense between yeah. Darren Lee and Jamal Adams, too, who's turning out to be a really, really good player at safety. Oh, yeah, Darren Lee, they're, he's their uh, inside linebacker, right? Yeah. Yeah, that dude's been really good. Yeah, uh, he's going to be he's a better gonna... linebacker than Sean Lee. He's the he's the new hot Lee. <laughs> he's the best Lee this NFL has ever seen. GD Wright, Will GD best, Wright, the best Lee since Bruce. Ooh, wow! Or, can we think of any better Lees? No, that's the only one really. He'll finish as the best Lee to ever play. To, to ever walk the earth, possibly. It's <laughs> the right. most common name on earth, I think. Um, let's pick okay. all these games real yeah. quick, huh? Yeah, let's, let's, let's roll through it. Um, first game, we have – oh, you know what? Actually, before we do that, let's recap how we did last week and how we did overall. Um, so, last week, you went 9-6-1. and one. Pretty strong. So, we got another tie. Uh, I went 11-4-1. and one. Ooh. Yeah. Dang. So your your overall record right now is 17, 13, and 2. Jeez. I'm, si- I'm sitting at 21, 9, and 2. So you've got a little bit of work to do. So start uh, start getting these games right, Perna. I pick okay. who I want to see win, Will. That's the difference between us. And it's showing. No. <laughs> you get the Jags last week, so. Oh, I did. Yeah. They fucking okay, own the Patriots. Uh, I should have should have counted that as two. That was great. I, right. sh- I should have gone. This my first heart. game is hard to pick too. Yep, Saints at Falcons. Man, like Falcons are at home. I think they're a better team than the Saints, but it's like I just 
I can't see the Saints starting 0 and 3. Like uh, well, they're one and one right now, so they wouldn't. Oh, they did win. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they should have lost. Oh yes. boy. Okay. I agree. They give me the Falcons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> give me um, the fucking Falcons, I guess. I don't see them starting one and two, so I'm going to take the Saints. Ooh. Although I think this will be a very good game. Okay, Bengals at Panthers. Two and zero Bengals, one and one Panthers. Yeah, give me the Bengals. I like the Bengals right now. I think they're playing okay. really good defensive football. Uh, Andy Dalton's looking all right, and I don't like saying that. Uh, give me – well, Joe Mixon's not playing. Ooh. Yeah, I'll still go with the Bengals. Fuck it. Okay. Giovanni Bernard, maybe a big game out of him. Um, I'm going to take the Panthers just because I think people are a little too hot for the Bengals right now. And I think they're going to cool down. You're going to cool down. All right. Well, you're going to get the first game right. I'm getting this game right. We'll see. Giants at Texans, the David Carr Bowl, which is what everyone is calling it. Yeah. Uh, Giants, Texans. Oh, this – both of these teams are 0-2. This is a desperation game. This is a – okay, Bill Simmons' voice. Uh, This is a loser leaves town match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you start 0-3 in the NFL, you're basic, your season's basically done. Can you imagine being in week three and being like, we have no chance to make the playoffs unless we win like the next nine games in a row? Fuck, this one's tough. I like Houston's defense. I have been on the Giants bandwagon, and they have just effed me. Will Hernandez is the only guy playing well on that line. Mm, give me the Giants. Taking the Giants, I'm taking Texans. The Houston Texans, uh, just oh. because merciless clowny JJ Watt against that Giants offensive line, which gave up what like five or six sacks against uh, the Cowboys. Okay, I change. I change to the Texans. Nope. No, no, I change to the Texans. You change it. All right. You convinced me. Plus, I got to gain. They got to get ahead of you. Well, then you should have taken the Giants. Um, Okay, yeah, I think they're gonna lose. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. This next uh, one's Titan, easy. Titans, Jags. Jags, give me the Jags all freaking day. All right, you're jagging off. I'm uh, jagging off. I'm oh, jagging off as well. Blake Bortles, four touchdowns last week. Uh, I think he continues his MVP campaign. Yeah, Bortles. 49ers, 49ers at Chiefs. Woo! The Alex Smith Bowl. It's also the Joe Montana Bowl. Who you taking? Man, I want the fucking Chiefs to have to play a good defense. That's all I want. Uh, 49ers defense is just all right. I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. I want San Francisco to win. I think they'll offensively, they might be a little bit competitive, but I don't think they can keep up with Kansas City yet. All right. Well, everybody knows um, that I know that Patrick Mahomes is a fake, uh, is a fraud. Um, He's a phony. He's. He's a paper tiger. What okay, just, just take the 49ers in. I'm taking the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, boy. 49ers are winning. Um, Raiders at Dolphins. Hey, Dolphins leading the AFC East. They sure are, 2-0. Playing a Raiders team that just doesn't make any sense. Give me the Dolphins at home and Adam Gase. 
to give the Broncos a little bit of a favor this year. I'm taking the Dolphins as well for all of those reasons. Sick nuts. Mostly they're better at football than the Raiders are. Okay. <laughs> Buffalo Bills at Minnesota Vikings. They're combined 0-8 in the Super Bowl. Who's coming out on top? Ooh, I like that stat. <laughs> Two teams been there a lot, never get a win. Uh, you know, get Vikings. They, <laughs> they got rid of their weakness and brought in Dan Bailey, who for whatever fucking reason was a free agent. Yeah, uh, it is probably now a strength. Yeah, Vikings gonna own that game. Cousins threw for over four hundred yards last week. You're gonna tear sure that Bills defense to shreds. What happens if the Vikings go like fifteen zero and one? Are they still undefeated? Awesome. Is that an undefeated season? That's uh, close enough. You think that – okay, I like it. It's, it's not undefeated, but it's not – It defeated. is, though. It's, it's undefeated. They have not – they were not defeated in 16 games. Okay, whatever. It's not a perfect season, but it's undefeated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Colts, Colts at Eagles. Ooh. Shit. That's going to be a good game, I think. Yeah. I think the Colts, they're better than I thought they were. Eagles get Carson Wentz back. It's pretty big. Yeah, but man, I think he's coming back too early. Like, maybe. Here's what I'm going to do for Eagles fans when I pick against them, they win. So uh, I'm going to take the Colts in an upset. You got to pick one upset a week. I'm going to pick the Colts. I think that I was tempted to pick the Colts. Um, I'm a big Colts guy this year. I like Frank Reich a lot. Oh, yeah, Reich against his old team, too. That's a good story. Right, right, right. Um, I have to take the Eagles here. I think Carson Wentz uh, will – I think the team will play well for Carson Wentz in his first game back. So that's Absolutely. my angle. I think the Eagles are going to take it. You've got the Colts, Packers, Redskins. I think Darren Lee's gonna make Carson Wentz's knee hurt. Darren Lee, uh, that is gonna be tough because he plays for the Jets. I think you're thinking of Darius Damn Leonard. It. Damn it! <laughs> I crossed my wires again. Literally can't retain information for more than ten minutes. <laughs> you're like, a, like a goldfish. Um, okay, uh, Packers Redskins. Ooh. Battle of the 2005 first-round picks. Right. And Aaron Rodgers and then the superior quarterback, Alex Smith. Obviously. Rodgers might not play. He's day-to-day every yeah, week. He, yeah, he probably will. He said his knee could get worse. Well, if Rodgers plays, give me the Packers. If he doesn't, then I won't watch it. That's not how it works. That's <laughs> not how it works. You have to pick a team. I'll take – uh, but yeah, if Deshaun Kaiser plays, like I don't, <laughs> you don't get to hedge your bets here. I'll take the Packers in. Okay, he's got the Packers. I've got the Packers as well. Okay. Ooh, the Los Angeles Bowl Chargers at Rams. Will there be anybody in this stadium? Probably not. Yeah, this is kind of unfair that this is an away game for the uh, Chargers. To be fair, they get uh, an extra eight away games every year, so. (laughs) 
Uh, let's see here. Chargers, Rams. Uh, give me the Rams, please. Yeah, I'm thinking the Rams as well. They LA destroyed all. Arizona last week. Yeah, they just got – Arizona was handed an absolute ass beating. They didn't cross the 50-yard line until they're like five minutes left in the game. That's nuts. Sam Bradford not looking good. Sleeves are not big enough yet. Um, Chicago Bears at Arizona Cardinals. It's a rematch of that Monday night football game from 2006. Bears. Bears look good. Bears. Okay. If Mitch Trubisky actually throws more than two touchdowns in a game, Bears are going to be unstoppable. Uh, I'm going to take the Bears, too. Do you think we see Josh Rosen this week or next week, maybe? Maybe next week. I don't know why you wouldn't start fucking playing him, but maybe because you don't want him to have his confidence ripped to shreds on that terrible – I wouldn't play him against the Bears just because – Not a good game. Defense they go against. Yeah, the Bears' defense is why that team's good. Uh, Yeah. Danny Trevathan, two sacks uh, the other night too. Former Bronco, like to see him doing well, you know? Seattle offensive line is terrible. Okay, speaking of them – Cowboys at Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks, if they go 0-3, that'll be the first time in 16 years that they've started that bad. And you picked the Cowboys last week, right? I did. Yeah. Uh, shit. Give me Dallas. They've got, some, they've got some good pass rushers, and I don't think Seattle can hang. Demarcus Lawrence, right? He's a Cowboy. He's the pass rusher. Sure I'm not is. making up names, sure right? Is. Like nope. Darren Lee. Uh, yeah. I like Dallas because of that their defense of line. Okay, I'm going to take Seattle purely because they're at home. And I think they're they're going to get a boost in their home opener because they played Fair two enough. weeks on the road. Fair enough. Uh, I think Russell Wilson will pick things back up and give them a win. Okay, the Sunday night game. Uh, this could be an absolute bloodbath. It's the Patriots at the Lions. Matt Patricia versus Bill Belichick. The Lions are not a good team, though. They um, sure aren't. I think New England is going to win. Uh, okay. But I will be rooting very hard for Detroit. They Detroit couldn't even beat San Francisco. Um, Patriots aren't as good as I think. They're, Patriots will be good starting um, October. It just, everybody knows it's not October yet, so. Uh, yeah, easy, Patriots. Yep, I'm taking the Patriots as well, which leads us to the game of the week. Maybe. Pittsburgh Steelers at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Roethlisberger v. Fitzpatrick. Two potential Hall of Famers. Gonna, quarterback. <laughs> gonna be a freaking scoring fest. This could be 62 to 61. It would be awesome. It would be awesome. No defense, tons of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I don't always like to see that, but I hope that this is this. I hope this game is that. It feels like one of those things that we're all going to be excited for a ton of offense, and then the defenses are going to play well for no reason. You know what I mean? That would suck. Uh, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay, though. Yeah, I'm taking Steelers Tampa as well. Too many issues. I'm taking Tampa as well. I think they have a better roster. Uh, all around, not just on offense, but defense. They still have Gerald McCoy on the inside. Quan Alexander's really good. Uh, Justin Evans, who's the rookie safety from Texas A&M, is playing really, really well. So, 
I'm taking the Bucks. They've got Fitz Magic. I think it carries on a few more weeks. All right. Let's uh So we're doing our fan duel. Yeah, okay. so last week Will destroyed me. His team was far worse than mine. Uh Christian McCaffrey had a huge game. I bet against that. And yes. I paid for it severely. I also uh I got a boost. I got a boost uh because I picked Josh Gordon and uh, he was released before the game, so that was lucky for me. Or not released, but they said yeah. they were going to release him. Curtis Hamstring. Yeah. Uh, and as a courtesy, Will offered to put in a, a guy who's going to play, and I said, no, that was a smart move. Uh, so we're going to reveal oh, man, our lowest-scoring fantasy lineups for this week. Mm-hmm. Will, you got yours pulled up? I do. You All right. Yeah, let's oh, yeah. go position by position, but quickly. Okay. Starting at quarterback, I've got Matthew Stafford against the Patriots. Ooh, not bad, not bad. Uh, I think that's going to fuck you, though. I picked Marcus Mariota against Jacksonville. Hmm, interesting. That's and Mariota's questionable with his elbow injury. So that is my Ooh. one injured player. I've yet to take an injured player. Um, okay, running back, Austin Eckler against the Rams. He's the Chargers' oh, second running back. Interesting. Yeah, no, I know who Eckler is. Oh, I'm saying it for the listeners who may not know. I took C.J. Anderson against Cincinnati. Um, you have faith in C.J.? He's not getting a lot of touches, and uh, Cincinnati's defense is pretty good. Unfortunate. I've got Chris Ivory against the Vikings, and that's because I think that they're going to be down most of the game and have to throw a lot. Who does Ivory play for? The Bills. The Bills now, okay. Yeah. That's a solid pick. I took. Saquon Barkley against the Houston Texans. I okay. needed a I needed a big money player, so I, like it, yeah. I, I I I had to choose a matchup for a, a guy who is eight thousand dollars, and that is Saquon Barkley. Yeah, for anybody who uh, didn't listen last week, we have to have a salary floor of fifty five thousand yeah. dollars, so we can't pick just you know a team full of scrubs. Right, that would be way too easy. I've got Nelson Aguilar at wide receiver. Uh, I think he could catch a lot of passes, but uh, he doesn't have a very good yards per reception right now. So okay. I'm hoping he has like six catches for 18 yards, the old Demarius Thomas. Eagles against uh, who Colts. Are they playing? Colts, okay. Darren yep. Lee, got it. Um, this is going to make Broncos fans mad, but I picked Demarius Thomas against Baltimore. You're making me mad. No, I just uh, even without Jimmy Smith, they've got two uh, decent corners there, and DT hasn't had a big game yet. Also, he cost well, all my receivers could destroy me this week. So DT, I think this will be his big game. He usually plays God pretty well against the Ravens. God damn it! Okay, I've got Devin Funchess. For the Panthers. Oh, I almost took him. And Cincinnati. Him. Uh, I can't really explain this pick other than he was $6,200, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he'll be invisible, or he'll be the only guy who catches touchdowns for Carolina. Usually how it goes. That's how their offense is, because Cam Newton's unpredictable. I went with Brandon Cooks from Los Angeles against the Chargers. I think the Chargers' secondary is pretty good, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just – I needed to fill out that money, so Cooks, and I did it with receivers. 
Yeah, I've got uh, Tyler Lockett for the Seahawks against the Cowboys. Okay. Um, he could either, like, have, like, an 80-yard touchdown or, like, Nothing. two receptions for yeah. 14 yards. So, I took uh, Jordy Nelson against Miami for my Good final pick. receiver. All right. I've got – Tight end. The mulleted Tyler Eifert Ooh. against the Panthers because – my reasoning on Eifert, he could easily have like two touchdowns in the red zone, or he could have nothing. That so. is going to haunt you. We'll see. We'll Maybe. see. Uh, I put, took Keekly on him in the red zone. We'll see what happens. I took Cardinals tight end Ricky Seals Jones. Oh, stolen from my team from last week. That's one okay. of my one of my MVPs from last week. Old Seals. Right, it was. Goddamn right it was. I took two guys because my next one, my flex is Rashad Penny. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, I would have taken Penny again, but I really needed to f- uh, fill out the, uh, the salary. So I took Melvin Gordon, uh, <laughs> which I'm realizing now hey. that taking Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon, actually a terrible move. Uh, Unless I mean, both defenses shut down the run. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I know they're both on the same team. Right, but they're playing the Rams. Yeah, and got some pretty good defensive tackles there. Yeah, okay. Linebacker's defense? not as good. But. Who'd you go with defense? I took the Bengals against the Panthers. I think the You're Panthers. Have, you really uh, do not believe in these Bengals. All I right. I, I picked against them. I, I might as well. I, I might I, as well go all in on the Panthers. Okay. I finished mine with the Cardinals against the Bears. Arizona defense. Cardinals Bears. That's okay. I can see yeah. it. We'll see if I can score fewer points than you this week. Hopefully, yep. Fanduel starts working again. Yeah. And we can look at it. Yep. But uh, you're going up this week, my friend. You're going up. All right. So this is the part of the podcast where we started over, so I can tell you everything I told you. Mm-hmm. Um, so this Broncos game. What are you looking at, Will? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, should we just like talk backwards and then no. Uh, no. Um, well, yeah. It, well, well, I I like it. I like I like both teams. Okay. I think well, both can win. Well, that we will end the podcast now. Um, I hope yes. you enjoyed it. If you made it this far, make sure you leave us a comment that says you like Will without a hat. Mm, free hat. Free hat for Will. Will Will Keys Will Keys six on Twitter. Follow right. him. He's been helping me write a few of my episodes every week. And just a godsend. Um, That's what people say about me. That's it. Goodbye.